Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome to Dilly Ding Dilly Dong, the Leicester Mercury's Leicester City podcast. I'm Rob Tanner and I'm joined today by my colleague Jordan Blackwell and we're going to be discussing the latest developments at the King Power Stadium and uh, we've got a new signing, a new player has arrived, uh, Jordan, Vicente Abora, known as Ibu. What do we know about him? Well, he's uh, joined Leicester on a, on a four-year deal. Uh, we believe the fee to be around uh, £12 million. Uh, he comes from... Um, Arrives from Sevilla, where he's been captain for a couple of seasons. He's spent four seasons there. Uh, was it's more of a, an impact player last season. He, I think he only started 12 games in the league, but played around 30, so he was coming off the bench quite often. Um, he's a central midfielder by trade, but he's, he's pretty versatile. It seems like he can play in both defensive and attacking roles uh, in that central midfield and, and can fill in um, at centre-back or, or as a striker, uh, if needs be. Yeah, it's uh, it's an interesting one because he looks on paper, certainly with statistics, and having only seen him briefly when he played against Leicester uh, last season, he looks tailor made for the Premier League, doesn't he, with his physicality? Yes, definitely. You know, he's uh, he's a big bloke, six foot three. Um, you know, he's got a, a really sort of good uh, physique for the physique you would think is, is suited to a Premier League player, um, which I suppose is fairly rare for a player coming from Spain. Um, but yes, he seems to have the the physical attributes, and we know that he he's a he's a technical player too. So hopefully, there's the there's a good mix of both, and he'll be able to you know fit in with the physicality of the Premier League, but also provide uh, City with a with a bit extra technical ability. Well, I spoke to a La Liga journalist or expert on La Liga um, earlier this week who likened him to Marian Fellaini in uh, in his style of play, not so much the elbows. But more the, um, the, the, you know, the quality on the ball and the getting into the box and, and being able to carry out instructions as well. And he's been used, as, as you said, about as a makeshift striker. Do you think there's the possibility that he could be playing further forward next season? I know he's, he was originally a defensive midfielder, but he's been quite effective in that role. And could he be the man, the link man behind Jamie Vardy? Uh, having what I, from what I've seen of him and from what I've read, I would say that's his most likely position at the moment. Um, Given the way Leicester City play, I, I, I can't see, uh, given how important Danny Drinkwater and Wilfred Ndidi are, I don't think he would replace either of those if he was to, to go straight into the starting eleven. But he it does seem like he has the attributes to be a, a good target man in, that, um, in the role that's currently occupied usually by Okazaki. Um, you know, he's, he's very good in the air. We've been told that he likes to get in the box. Uh, and, and and get his head on things, and he he, scored, he seems to score plenty of headers, um, but also because he's got that knowledge of playing in midfield, he'll be able to link the midfield and attack, which is often less down forward that there's a too much of a gap between the midfield and attack. But if he can if he can bridge that gap uh, and bring the wide men into play, um, then I think he could be he could be really good in that role. Yes, I must admit it was one area of the pitch I didn't expect Leicester City to prioritise bringing a player in. Uh, centre midfield, they've got plenty of options. I mean, Papi Mendy, his the future's in up in the air at the moment. We believe Bordeaux have shown an interest, but haven't uh, bid yet. 
Nantes apparently have also had an interest in him. So I'll be surprised if Papi's at the club. But it still leaves Craig Shakespeare with Drinkwater and Adidi, uh, Matty James and Danny Amati uh, can play in there. Andy as King well. as well. And Andy King, yeah. Not forget the, the club's longest serving midfield player. So, you know, he's got plenty of options there. So it's going to be a fierce competition for those starting shirts unless City change their formation. Yes, and I think, you know, that's that's fairly plausible. Um, we saw that Shakespeare wasn't afraid to change formation. Um, particularly we saw against Atletico Madrid and he changed to uh, sort of three at the back with the wing-backs, or Bryson and Chilwell on the, as, as wing-backs. Um, so it seems Shakespeare's fairly open to, to having a look at, at new things, whether we'll see, you know, a midfield three and maybe a, a 4-3-3 um, uh, formation. I think it's good that they've got Ibora in before the pre-season games have started so they can perhaps experiment with that before the season gets underway um, and I think over these you know, we've got six or so games um, over the course of the next month and I think we will see Shakespeare try new things out and we'll probably see Ibora occupy a few different positions in, in the eleven. Well I certainly think that's going to be the case it's going to be quite an interesting and busy pre-season the players return to training this week before flying off at the weekend to Austria for their traditional training camp, but then it's off to Hong Kong for a week. I'm lucky enough to be going out there as well and following them for the two games. First one against West Bromwich Albion, either Liverpool or Palace in the second game. But when they return, it's a fortnight of a hectic schedule. Five games culminating in that final uh, friendly against Borussia Mönchengladbach. The fallen elf at, uh, at, the, at the King Power Stadium. So it's going to be a busy time. And that's £29 million that Leicester City committed so far in the transfer window. We're not expecting that to be the end of the business. Uh, We expect they're going to be comings and goings. Interestingly, the the name Troy Deeney has cropped up again, and we don't know uh, how um, accurate these are, but we do know that Leicester City hold an historic interest in with uh, multiple bids last summer, which were all rejected by Watford, and the Watford skipper ended up uh, signing a new five-year contract at Vicarage Road. But it feels like there could be an opportunity uh, this summer because he sort of fell out of favour, didn't he, last season? Although, you know, they, they changed manager like the wind over there. Um, so any any player situation can change. But it, may, it might be coming to the end of his time at Watford. Yeah, so I think you know, we saw towards the end of last season he had a bit of a drop in form. And usually when he's had a drop in form, because he's been the captain, he's been Watford's main man, he's retained his place. But we saw towards the end of last season that he was on the bench a, a bit more and he was having to make substitute appearances. Now, obviously, Watford have got a new manager again in, in Marco Silva. And we, we don't know what Marco Silva thinks of him. And we don't know if he's going to, you know, he's going to be... The Watford's main uh, sort of striker under uh, Silver, so there is a potential, I suppose, that that Leicester that would, that Dini would be available uh, for the twenty five million pounds that Leicester bid last summer, um, if Silver's not too keen on him. Uh, if they do go for Dini, that would certainly spell the end of their interest in Gilfie Sigurdsson, wouldn't it? I mean, I can't imagine them with Abora being able to play in that position as well. And don't forget, he's still got Shinji Okizaki and, uh, and, and uh, well, Islam Slamani and uh, Leo Joe on the books as well at the moment. Um, they can't have, recruit that many and spend that much money on uh, on attacking players. No, I think Dini, that would be Dini's position. He would also play that, that support striker role behind Vardy. Um, and I think he would, he would probably be very good at that. Um, we've seen that uh, particularly uh, the season City won the title. Dini showed he was really good at linking up with the Galo and yeah, I think he got maybe eight or nine assists that season. Um, so I think he he's adept at that role, but like you say, 
I think we would, that would be the end of the the Sigerson interest because they wouldn't be able to fit all the all the players in. I know, and we we've said from the outset that while there is an interest in Sigurdsson from City amongst a number of clubs interested in the Icelandic, uh, it's going to be difficult to get him out of Swansea. It'll certainly be very expensive because he's such an important player to him. But if somebody could get him, um, what a valuable asset he would be in terms of his assists and you know what what he actually guarantees in terms of um, goals and uh, goal assists for any side. Definitely, and I think um, he'd be the sort of player that Leicester would love to have now because City are building a very big side um, and a side that's you know got a lot of uh, attributes you know from corners and set pieces, you know with Maguire, Ibora now, um, and we know that Huth and Morgan and Slimani are all and Ndidi are all really good in the air and attacking set pieces, and there's not a single player in the in the Premier League who's as good uh, at taking free kicks and corners as, as Sigerson is. He, he, he creates the most chances from set-piece uh, deliveries. So given the, the players City have now recruited, he, he really would be the, the perfect man, I think, um, you know, to, to, to be that, that final piece in the, in the jigsaw. Well, we'll see how that transpires. But also, it's gone quiet on Kelechi Iannicho. We, we did say that it's going to be a waiting game. We've been reporting it's going to be a waiting game for Leicester City. They've expressed their interest as so as West Ham United and but uh, I think it's one of those where you know you're going to have to wait and see with that it could go right to the uh, the end of the window where the, where and we'd find out where he goes and whether Man City will let him out we believe they will eventually but um, at this time of year it always seems to be you know another deal has to get done somewhere else for for somebody then to become available and you know so it could I know Leicester fans might get frustrated and it's not, probably not ideal to have you know Potential signings not with the squad right now when they're starting to get into the full swing of pre-season. But as long as they're there and available on the opening day of the season, I suppose that's the most important thing. Yeah, I think so. I think that's the ideal. You don't want to be really doing deals you know, in those final two weeks of, of the window when the season's already started. You would prefer to have them for the first game. Um, but we do see deals you know, go on a little bit and I I'm fa- feel fairly confident saying that Leicester probably will end up doing at least one deal in that, that period when the season has started because these things do drag on. But like you say, with the Inacho, uh, if Leicester still retain an interest there, um, it would be better to get him in the squad and get him linking up with with the players around him. One possible outgoing, uh, Riyad Mahrez, there continues to be reports that he's agreed terms with Arsenal, that Arsenal have agreed a fee with Leicester. Our, our understanding is that's not the case, although they've registered an interest there's been no bids in, but uh, it certainly looks like he's going to be out the door uh, at some stage during this window, as long as somebody matches Leicester City's valuation. Yeah, and that's the key thing. Leicester don't need to to sell for pittance. You know, he's a he's he is the type of player that that commands a lot of money. Um, and particularly now he's got European experience as well. He gets the goals and assists, so you would expect him to be at least a a forty million pound player. Now, whether Arsenal. Um, are keen to pay that. I know that the they're also linked with Thomas Lamar at, at Monaco and he's another winger as well and whether Wenger and the Arsenal um, recruitment team are making a de- decision between the two of them. Um, we'll have to wait and see but I think again that's one uh, we'll see go on for a bit and, and we'll probably see an answer later in the window but as things stand it does seem like Arsenal is the most likely destination and I know the the bookmakers have the odds are sort of one to twelve on for him to go to Arsenal. So um, it seems like 
that would be his destination, but I think we've got a, a bit to wait yet. Uh, another bit of news, and it's fixture news, and some of the uh, fixtures have been changed, and uh, the opening day fixture at Arsenal is now going to kick off on a Friday night, Jordan, and that makes a bit of history, doesn't it? Yes, it's the the first time ever um, the, the top flight of English football begins on a Friday uh, in 129 years, so um, yeah, Leicester have the, the first game of the season again, as they did last season when they when they went to Hull for the um, the Saturday lunchtime kickoff. Um and it should be a good game, particularly with with all this this Mares stuff um, going on, um, and Leicester usually struggle against Arsenal. They're not beating them for a, for a long while. I think only once in the in the Premier League. I think that was in the mid nineties, ninety four maybe. Um, so it'd be nice to get the season off to a good start, and to beat Arsenal would be particularly pleasing. Well, it would because it's a very tough start to the season with the, those opening six fixtures. I mean, some of the top sides in the division. In the first half dozen games, plus the two of the uh, new boys who are going to be fired up. Um, so it's going to be a tough start for uh, Craig Shakespeare and his new assistant, Michael Appleton, who's been on the training ground today, flashing his guns. The guy <laughs> is built, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. He's going to be an intimidating uh, figure, I think. Yes, definitely. Um, I know lots of fans have been have been commenta- uh, commenting on that. Um, that he's a pretty scary presence around the uh, the ground, but if it if it keeps the the squad in check and cuts out complacency, then um, I think that's it'll be a, a really smart move by the club. Yeah, absolutely. Let's wish uh, Michael Appleton all the best in his new role and hope he does a, a great job for for Craig Shakespeare in the club. Uh, now looking ahead, um, off to Hong Kong in a couple of weeks. We're looking forward to that. The Austria training camp, there won't be uh, any uh, media interaction like there was last season. They're going to go away and, and do their preparations very quietly. And I imagine after the razzmatazz of last summer, that's probably a wise decision to keep it a bit more low-key this year because it did seem to affect them going into the start of the season. Yeah, definitely. And I think you know Shakespeare said that um, towards the end of last season that the amount of travelling they did, and obviously they went from Austria, then they went to Los Angeles and to Sweden and back again. Um, that it was it was difficult. I think was the word he used. Um, with just the one trip to Hong Kong, it's not quite as bad. And obviously, fairly early um, in the preseason, and they've got a, a few weeks after that where they go to the likes of um, Luton and MK Dons and Wolves and, and Burton. Um, so, I think it's a they've played it down a little bit. They're they they're keeping it sort of fairly low key, and I think that. That would be better come the start of the season. Well, uh, check on the Mercury website and on our Facebook page for all the breaking news coming out of King Pass Stadium. If you want to read more about Vicente uh, Bora, the new signing, it's all on there as well. And check back next week for our next edition of Dilly Ding, Dilly Dong. <laughs>